You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, my fellow friend, colleague, Rob Hollis is here rubbing his tattoo. What is that tattoo of? Uh, it's the Kid A bear from Radiohead. Mm, are you a millennial? No, I don't think so. I think you are. What? Let's see. You're, what you're constitutes millennial? You're 29. I'm 30. Hey, folks, I uh, want to say thank you for listening once again. Make sure you subscribe. Tell all your friends. It really helps us so we can keep doing the show. I'm going to be in Denver, Comic-Con. Uh, I'm going to be in Calgary, Orlando, uh, Boston. I'm going to Australia in June. So if you're around uh, Dallas, so uh, look look around. And uh, me and Welling are going to be there. A little Smallville fun at these cons. Um, album. Left on Laurel, follow us on at Left on Laurel, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And our album's coming out in about uh, two months. And uh, I think you're going to dig it. We're going to start putting songs out as they uh, get mastered and are finished. At the end of May, I'm going to be in uh, San Francisco on May 31st and Seattle on you June know, Rob 1st. Does this. When I start telling what I'm going to do, Rob starts smiling and I know something's up. And then he's <laughs> like, well, why don't I tell everybody where I'm going to be? Yeah. I've, I feel like that's fair. So, I mean, if anyone wants to come check out Armchair Expert Live. We got a great show today. Uh, you know, this comedian is just so open and fun. I've known her for a long time, but I didn't really, I got to know her more on this podcast, to tell you the truth. Um, Fortune Feimster. And, uh, you know, many people say Feimster, but I think it's Feimster, isn't it? I met her at the interview. So. She's brilliant. She is a uh, wonderful comedian, writer, actress. She was in Last uh, Comic Standing. She has been on the Mindy Project. Chelsea Lately. She was just a regular. She's a powerhouse. She's a powerhouse, and she's really open about like her childhood and growing up and how hard it was growing up, like you know, being gay and like, having to, you know, hear that a lot is just you know, it's a secret that you know you have to hold on to, and it's that's just got to be so terrible. Like people don't understand when you're gay that you can't come out with it in, in a world, but now. You know, you you can do that. You're accepted, and for so long you weren't able to. It's it's getting better. I don't, we're not completely it's get, there it's yet. It's getting but. better. Look, it's absolutely getting better. But um, you know, she talks about it. It was it wasn't until her 20s, like she moved out to L.A. I remember, and she, you know, it was just listening to that. I got lost in the thought, thinking, oh my god, what if, you know, if I were gay, you know, having to hold that on to that, and you know, just like that's just that's a tough thing to deal with, and. She talks about a lot of stuff, hardships and how positive she remains and, you know, stress, anxiety, bombing on stage. Uh, let's get inside Fortune Feimster. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Fortune Feimster. Mm-hmm. Now, the original name. Fortune's my... Middle name. B- middle name. And what's your real name? Emily. Emily. But Fortune's a real name. <laughs> yeah, I know, but what... Like, what's his pretend name? If you don't know her, you just you just Google her right now. I mean, by this point, you'll have already Googled her. You're seeing a picture. She's like, you're... I'm going to use the word omnipresent. Check out my nudes. <laughs> do you have some nudes? I would. You do some pretty provocative shit, though. I see some pictures, and I'm like, yes. Yes. You go for it. But then there was a stunning picture that you just put up that oh. you glamored the F out. It was for a, a movie I did like a year ago. What was that called? Ba- that bad? Social Animals. Oh, Social Animals. It was very indie. Very indie? Very small. And you glamored it up? We had to... I played a straight woman, of course. 
And um, <laughs> I'm actually, are you being serious? That's my goal is to play. I want to play straight ladies. Doesn't that suck when you're like, you're a lesbian, right? Is that the proper right, word? Right. Is that what we talk about? <laughs> is, that what, is that what we say? Yeah, lesbian's a good word. Is, how about gay? Do you still say gay? Either one. We could say lesbian. We could say gay. We can say either. You know, it's. I, I guess it's similar to somebody who played the bad guy all the time and he was always getting cast as the bad guy after right. that. They only see that. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's a, a lesbian. Yeah. She's out. She the world knows her as le- let's cast her as a she's the perfect lesbian. But right. what, isn't it fun when they go somebody's a little smarter, a little more creative, and they go, what what's the look of gay? Right. Do you hate when people say, "Oh, that's the look of gay"? I mean, I guess I look. You've got I that look. look the look of gay. <laughs> You're the look of gay. Do you ever get that? <laughs> oh my god, I do get it. I get it from my producer all the time. But I do get that. I think a lot of people think uh, I'm gay. They thought oh, really? I was gay. I've never thought that. Really? You seem all bro to me. Maybe because I was trying to hit on you or pick you up one night. You're like, this guy is not gay. We have a lot of sexual chemistry. We really do. We really do. But, I, you know, I have gotten that. In fact, one time my mom in college asked me because I guess I was doing. Your mom? I, I was doing theater. Oh, so and, that's. Anyone in the Midwest right. equates and that with gay. Well, she's pretty liberal, but she she was like, um, you know, Michael, it's okay. You know I have gay friends. I don't care. Uh-huh. Um, she even went as far to say as I have a gay friend. He even has AIDS. Oh, so, wow. She uh, took it I to just, that. I want you to know that I support whatever you do. I go, good. Good. I am gay. <laughs> and I let the joke go on. And she didn't joke, talk but to I was you like, for a year. Well, no, no. She did. But uh, I, I let it go for like just a week, maybe a few days. Oh, really? I went back to college. That's and I go, mom, by the way, I'm not gay. <laughs> and she goes. Oh, well, I already told Lucy and Diane and Peggy. Oh, the whole neighborhood. Oh, my God. And in Indiana, everybody assumed I was gay. Yeah, mom. And still to this day, I think they go, oh, yeah, one of them fairy actors. (laughs) If you're an actor, you got to be gay. You have gay in you. And if you live in L.A., that's a double whammy of gay. Yeah, don't we stereotype that, though? If somebody does this, like my my assistant Jessica, Mm -hmm. she just said her her friend's a hairstylist. And I go, oh, he's gay. She's like, no, he's not. And he's not. I'm like, are you sure? He's He's a hairstylist. <laughs> how many? This. But statistically, I how don't many? know a lot of straight hair stylists. But look at us learning. Yeah, it's like don't judge the book. <laughs> yeah, don't judge the cover. Don't, don't judge the don't book judge before the you book. judge the Mike Judge. How did it go? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a treat to have you because we've met through our friend. Tell tell us how we met. Sarah Colonna Correct. is our mutual friend, hilarious comedian who you've known for a while. She was in my movie back in the day. That's right. And if you were, if I had known you back then, I think you would have been in the movie. I'm hundred percent sure. I well, your been. improv skills are. They're right up there with the best. Oh, thank you. I think that's because you went to Groundlings. Yeah, right? I was a Groundlings person for like seven years. Did people just think you were the funniest shit in the world then? They thought I was funny for sure, but I was always my own person. I didn't quite fit the Groundlings mold. Like so, the mold of everybody has this character. Yeah. And you were sort of what? Of I was just, I don't know how to even describe it. I was, I would do very fortune characters i don't even know what's what a that fortune is. character what's an emily fortune <laughs> character uh like usually pretty crazy characters that are just kind of bonkers and you don't really know what the scene is about but you're really enjoying watching this bizarre character like i did a i did an old an old lounge singer who played the piano and <laughs> <laughs> she wore a very sparkly top and had like spiky 
short hair, mm-hmm. and all she cared about was that people bought her signature cocktail. So I would start singing and then interrupt my song with, I just want to tell everybody, I got my signature cocktail for sale right now. <laughs> what kind of song would you sing to start that? Like, was it a made-up song? Made or up, like made-up songs. Or, yeah, and <laughs> and I called it the... The Tita Martin Sunrise Sunset Signature Cocktail. (laughs) And it turns out at the end that Signature Cocktail is awful. It has like cranberry juice and Sprite. And nobody drinks it. Nobody likes it. And a whole banana. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're going to get your potassium. And nobody likes it. So it's, I did weird things. And people like this. They attack. Because it was so it. off the wall. Yes. It was like, what is she doing? Yes, but it wasn't. And just... you committed. Is that the key? I committed. Even if you are. Do you think that's the key in life in general? I mean, I, I know the answer to this, but don't you think that like, even if you're bombing, even if you're, it's not, you you stay with it. Oh, yeah. You can't get out of it and go, oh, yeah, that didn't work. No, you have to. You have to. I've I had some scenes there that just was like pin drops and i went harder I did was, it scare you yeah i it, how do you go actually, harder no it there was a scene i did with a friend of mine and i wrote it poor poor friend of mine got dragged into this with me where we played two flight attendants who would sing this was before like southwest was really doing all that sync, you know, how they'll be like, we landed, we're here in Orlando. Yeah, Virgin does that a lot, <laughs> yeah. right? Virgin and those. So I would sing everything. Now they rap. Yeah. <laughs> I sang all the instructions for everything. And <laughs> <laughs> and I would talk about, like, oxygen masks, and I'd be like, how am I supposed to breathe with no air? <laughs> <laughs> Did people hate you in the Everyone scene? Everyone hates. So in the Everyone. scene, right. But no one, there was only two of us. We were, it was just the two of us on stage, and no one laughed at anything. And actually, what? it was kind of freeing, because... We came off stage and both just fell into a ball of laughter. Like we wow. were like, we sucked so bad that we couldn't help but just die laughing. You know what? Don't you think there's something really special about failure? Oh, for sure. I, I think I think, you know, the more I do fail at things, if you're able to just go, I'm still alive. That's I'm the thing, not yeah. dead. That's the gift of failing is getting through it. Then you go, oh, well, I that wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't great, but I got through it. I'm fine. So if that happened again, I know I can make it through it. Then you don't fear failure as much. That's what I need to do. That's my, my goal of 2019 is one of them is to just embrace failure. Actually, yeah. my, my therapist actually wants me to fail. Oh, are you in therapy? Oh, yeah. Ben, look at me. I mean, does it not? Just, You're very evolved. You know how they have the helter skelter on the head. I've yeah. got the, you know, yes, I'm in therapy. Yeah. Ask Rob if he's ever failed at something. Rob, have you failed at something? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm so sure. You, you, yeah, I'm sure. I, there's not something in particular that comes. Really, you can't remember anything you failed at. Relationships. Yeah, I mean, I have failed relationships. Everyone's failed at that. Yeah. Have you ever like uh, uh, went up to a woman? And tried to hit on her, and she just wouldn't want any part of it. I was too big of a puss to even do that step. Really? Because you've got a hottie patati. Yeah, I you, got really lucky. You guys, how long have you been together? 
three and a half years. <laughs> and how the F did that happen? Uh, Destiny. She came to you, didn't she? Uh, no, we met in Chicago at Gay Pride. We started chatting. It, it honestly was one of the, you know how everyone's like, you'll find it when you're not looking. And you're you like, weren't looking. shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I always say, I still say that. Yeah. And because I had, I wasn't in a lot of serious things, but I would always date the wrong person. I remember I was just done before I met her, like six months before I met Jax. I was like, I'm done. I hate dating. It sucks. Dating in LA sucks because everyone's always looking for something better. Yeah. I was always the like, you'll do for now person. Not not me, them towards me. Oh. They didn't say that, but their actions did. And so after the last one before Jax, I was just like, I'm done. And I wasn't looking, and I really wasn't looking. And everyone always said, you'll find it when you're not looking. So how'd that happen? She literally walked up. It and said what? What'd she say? What was the line? What was her pickup line? Her, she swears she wasn't flirting with me, but I don't believe her. She, her friend apparently wanted a picture with me and was too afraid to ask me. And Jax had been drinking and was like, come on, who cares? She probably was like, who cares about this fatty? Just go ask her. People always do that with me, too, I think, sometimes. Like, people will come up and go, oh, my friend wants a picture with you. I don't know who the fuck yeah, you are. I don't care. I don't even know who you are. I'm not, I don't know your name. You're not even handsome. You're not whatever. even on Google. Fuck your parents. Fuck you. They yeah. don't go that far. Okay, so. She was that person. You took a picture with the. With I the, took a picture with the friend, and I was like, oh, they're, you know, I, they were like, together. I th- assumed they were together. Yeah. I was like, oh, this blondie right here is pretty cute, but clearly she's taken. Oh, well. And then 10 minutes later, they come back. And I, I go, oh, maybe. What's okay, up? hey. She says her friend's picture didn't turn out. And I go, yeah, sure it didn't. Wink, wink. <laughs> but it gave me a false sense of confidence because I told you I wasn't good at approaching women. Right. I was like, oh, she's into me. So I'm going to be like, hey, what's up? you <laughs> let's hang out <laughs> that what you said but it turns out now she's she's since told me that her fr- the picture actually did not turn out she was not hitting on me but it made me more confident and it gave you if you didn't have that confidence you don't think that would ever happen no i would have just assumed they were together so what'd you say what's up i was just like i let my because we you know did the arm arm, arm around each did other you arm? no i just left left my arm linger there like a cran- the like a cranberry song yeah. Just lingered there. Just linger, let it linger. Do you have to let it linger? linger. And uh, then I was like, hey, what do you, what, what's your deal? You know, I don't know what I said, but. Wanna fuck? <laughs> yeah, I just got right to I mean, it. Hey, wanna fuck? Yeah. Have you ever done that? <laughs> no. I, mean, I know you don't have any comment. I'm sure you have. <laughs> no, hey, never. Wanna never, fuck? Never. One time I was on Molly's at, at Burning Man, uh-huh. and I don't do my, I do not do drugs, but I, uh, my friend Harlan and I were at Burning Man, and we said, fuck it. Yeah. And this girl was staring at me. And I could see her like, you know, uh, you know, like 20, I don't know how, uh, two rooms, how, I don't, I'm not good with distance, maybe yeah. 20 feet away, 20 feet. And she was staring at me, man, with these yeah. piercing Molly enriched eyes. Oh, it turns you out know. it was a statue. No, it was not a statue. <laughs> I went up to her. Finally, we just like, we were together, like oh, all yeah. this craziness going around us. And we went right together. Mm-hmm. And I go, hey, how are you? And she goes. Your breath smells terrific. Oh. And I go, it's watermelon gum. She goes, You're like, it's drugs. Can I have a piece? And I go, absolutely. Uh huh. 
And I gave it to her and we just sat there. And it was the weirdest thing, I guess, when you're messed up looking at Looking at someone you don't know is okay. Uh -huh. If you're sober, it's weird and like right. that person's fucked. All your but this didn't are this down, didn't right? feel crazy. I yeah. wouldn't stare at someone like this. But there was like there were she was staring at me. Yeah. And finally, after a long beat, I go, I'd really like to kiss you. And she goes, That's never gonna happen. <laughs> I, that, uh, may that, I die, ask Harland. And even hilarious. though I was drugged up on Molly's, it took me a good hour to get over that one. <laughs> I was like, I was stung by it. I was like, yeah. what? She goes, yeah. That was not the ending. Then why are you staring at me? Did you just want a piece of gum? Yeah, I think she did. I she mean, must have had a boyfriend. So, but I don't even know why that, why that story. Or but I'm just, just saying, I've been rejected. I've rejected. I've never gone up to a girl and go, hey, want to fuck? Yeah, that's pretty bold. I bet you know people that probably said that. I'm sure, but they're not like my close friends. <laughs> so how long before you went out with... Uh, Jacks. Uh, it we hung out that whole weekend and have basically been together. Wait, well, when you say hung out the whole weekend, let's get intimate. Did, was it intimate right away? Not right away. I mean, like not like uh, you kissed. Yeah, that intimate. first night. Yeah, yeah. Were you like? Did you get butterflies? Yeah, but we've both been drinking, so some of the butterflies are just out died. The <laughs> they, like, they died they from too much consumption. <laughs> butterflies were drowned in liquor. I mean, seriously though, they, but you felt like, God, I hope this lasts longer than a night. Yeah, well, I remember just really enjoying your company, and at the end of the weekend, I was like, I feel like I'm gonna see her again, but that's crazy. It was like this is crazy. She lives in Chicago, but like. There's something, something about special. her, yeah. And she and her mom had plans to go to Italy for a couple weeks as a because they were both teachers. And um, we texted quite a few times while she was there, and it helped us sort of slowly get to know each other. How long does it take you to trust someone? Like how long before you go? She's too legit to quit. Not to quote Hammer. It takes a while. It takes a little while. Like before you're like she's for real. She's not. Liking me because I'm a star. She's not liking me because I'm whatever. Mm -hmm. She's actually there's she's she's genuine. How long yeah. before you really get to feel that? I could tell pretty quick she was genuine. She was she was a teacher in like the south side of Chicago. Like she was like Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, and I wasn't referring to her. Oh god, I was in, in general. Yeah. How long does it take? Because I met her and she's uh, many times. Yeah, and she's so genuine and, 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 and beautiful inside out. But thank you. Well, she came to visit me like a month after talking like over text. And um, we both were, I think, we were excited, but we both realized the night before, like, oh, my God, I don't actually know this person very well. And she's about to come stay with me for That's like five worst. days. Yeah. So when she landed, we were both like super nervous and didn't talk very much. And you're like, oh, great. Yeah. But then like you just settle in and. After like the, that next day, we were like very familiar with each other, and it felt right. But I think it was maybe, I think maybe a couple months in, we both started to know that each other was legit and could be trusted. You said love first. I think I did. Was it during passion? No, it was like on the couch, like I watching TV before she had to go back to Chicago. It was more like. Oh, I'm gonna miss this person so much. I can't believe she's got to leave and go back. Do you think? I mean, I think people who know me, like Rob, it's hard to see him look at me and be serious. Like, like you see me be emotional or serious or like with a girl saying "I love you." I think that would just make. I see you laughing now. 
Do you think that uh, I see the duality in you? Do you? I saw it right away. Really? I can see your very uh, kind side and like caring side and nurturing, and then I can see your like having fun, being yeah. silly, being yeah. a kid. I try to fit in still. Yeah, I think we all try to fit in. I got to be funny. I got to be this. I got to uh-huh. be. Although it's weird now. Now the first time, few times I met you, I felt like, oh, I got to be funny. This is one of the funniest people I know, and I got to be <laughs> funny, and I got to prove to her. And, and, and Sarah Cologne hangs out with Chelsea Handler and Fortune, <laughs> and uh, you know, I got to be funny. I think that's just a natural thing. And then mm-hmm. after getting to know you, I was like, uh, I think I could just be me now and say whatever the fuck I yeah. want. You're like, oh, Fortune's not that funny in real life. <laughs> That's not true at all. You're like, I got this. People love you. Oh my God, do they love you? Oh, people are very. I just want to, I just want like to have genuine connections with people, you know? Yeah. So it's, if we are laughing, that's awesome because it's natural and we're just having a good time. Like, we've hung out at Kelowna's and laughed so much. And then also we've, you know, sat down and talked about stuff. I like both. I like, yeah. Just get, getting to know people in that non Hollywood, surfacey yeah. way you know and that's why i think that now i've been doing this yeah this podcast and i it's talk cool. about that but um yeah it, it is because i am getting to really know you in a way here that we've never really talked about mm-hmm. that we don't really bring up so tell me about your how you started your really, <laughs> you don't want to talk about this at a party it's like we're on a friend date do you cry in front of a lot of people no i don't, you don't either do i i try not to yeah is i'm that, a i'm a cancer though me too you are when's your birthday oh uh, i knew we were Seven eleven. Seven one. Ooh, see, <laughs> we're really stubborn. Yes, we're very stubborn. We're very em- emotional, mm-hmm. and we give everything, and we feel like we don't want anything except unconditional love. Yes, we don't want anything from you, but That's just true. don't, just be appreciative. Don't leave just us. Just don't fuck us. Just don't leave <laughs> us, please, God. We want I mean, stability. Yes, yeah, stability, and security. Right? Yeah, making money is important to me. Only in the only in the sense of paying my bills, having a roof over my head, being secure. Yeah. Um and were, yeah, the unconditional Were law. your were your parents good role models? I, I have a very interesting relationship with my parents. My parents Are they are, together? No, they're they've been divorced since I was twelve. But they're now really good friends. But they're like nothing alike. They have nothing in common. They should never have been married, but the result is my brothers and I, so obviously it Two brothers? served a purpose. Mm-hmm. And they're older? They are older. They're both married with kids. I had good, really good guys. My parents instilled in us manners, responsibility, ethics, hard work, a lot, all the good stuff. But my parents had their own stuff to figure out back in the day where they had, they didn't make the, when they, right, at, mostly after they divorced, they both kind of were like, well, uh, my life's ruined, so I'm gonna go do whatever the fuck I want. Right, and, and I'm like, oh, hi, I'm 12. I need you. Huh? Help me. So they weren't really, really there for you emotionally. Not a lot during that time. Were they supportive in terms of like, I love you, Fortune? Yes. I'm sorry, Emily. I they called you Emily, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Emily, I love you. You're talented. We believe in you. Did you get that? Not like in that sense. I my grandmother was I was like so close with my grandmother. Me she too. lived around Me the too. corner, so she really stepped in. She was my unconditional love person. Would she like talk badly about your parents? Like no, no, never. And no. she was really great to my dad even after the divorce. She would treat him because he grew up in. I mean, I think my childhood had ups and downs. His was terrible, and his mom was terrible. 
So my my grandmother really stepped in and was like a mother figure, and she never said a bad word about him. Was there infidelity? Yes. Your dad cheated. Yeah. He did. Mm -hmm. And that's how it ended. I mean, but on top of like a million other drinking. Things. No, he was not a drinker. no drinking or drugs in the family. No, thankfully we just, just love, you. We just love food. <laughs> we just love to eat. Inside of you is brought to you by Neurohacker Qualia Senolytic. Let me tell you something. If you haven't tried this, you are missing out. I just sent this to my mom. I have it. I use it. It's a product that I didn't, I, they weren't even my sponsor when I was using this. And I was like, wow, why do I have more focus or energy? Why do I feel better? Why do I feel different? It's because I take Qualia Synaletic, Neurohacker. Look, if someone would have told me, Ryan, that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I wouldn't have believed it. But uh, I tried quaaliacinolytic, and the rest is history. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle-aged feeling. Also known as zombie cells, they're old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senolytic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And... You just take it two days a month. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all the ingredients together. And Neurohacker Quaiacinolytic has a 100-day money-back guarantee. Oh, I have, I have more energy. Uh, I feel younger. Uh, I'm more productive. I will tell you that. I'm more productive. And uh, I feel like I have, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more enthusiastic about my life. I definitely feel that, and uh, for me, the aches and pains are less lessened by this, so that is a real important thing for me. Help resist aging at the cellular level, folks. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside. Neurohacker, N-E-U-R-O-H-A-C-K-E-R. Neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp, when you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times, we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash inside. It is pretty much you on stage. That's mm-hmm. very, people don't realize how hard that is to like, that you try to find a personality in the short time I was, I've been doing it is I go, I'm trying to find me and mm-hmm. what, what, like, I'm trying to be real because the audience can sense when you're oh, not yeah. being genuine mm-hmm. and you go up there and it's really like, oh, there's fortune. Like, hey, she's what's just, up, she's, guys? She's telling a fucking story and mm-hmm. it's a good story and people like her. I am a stand up, but in a lot of ways, I'm more of a storyteller. So it's different, and I'm not like delivering punchlines every 20 seconds. I'm telling you a story. We're going on a journey, and I'm lucky that people right now want to hear it. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. Well, what made you want to do that? <laughs> Probably that messed up childhood. <laughs> that, I think me too. There was something yeah. dysfunctional that I just didn't know who – I couldn't find who I was. Mm-hmm. And being not being me was actually the best part of like – doing a play and i'm like oh they like me for this character because they're not accepting me when i'm not in the play yeah i don't know was that was that similar or were you did you have have friends were you popular i was always the person who was friends with everybody i was never in a group i was never like oh she's a part of the cheerleaders or the whatever i was like that too i was friends with everybody the hoods they call them yep, the theater I was friends guys with the hoods. I was the, the, fr- yeah, yeah the smokers everybody. the nerds the, I, I just i was somewhere in the middle like if, if, if anybody ever said hey do you remember michael rosenbaum no <laughs> some people might go I, I think he used to i doubt I, that i don't remember there being any jews in the high school well, but my, my uh, hometown was <laughs> small I come from a town of 5,000 You say your hotel? My hometown. Oh, they said, at my hotel is small. Ho- like, I lived in you a went hotel. To, you went to school in a hotel? What it's the, the south. <laughs> no, we had five. Everyone knew who everyone was because it was a town of 5,000 people. But I, after my parents did what they did, at, I think I channeled that into school. Like, I didn't want to be at home, so I want, like, school was the only saving grace so, so you studied a lot you i was such an overachiever what was I, your sat score i was a bad i had a terrible sat score it's probably higher than but mine, i graduated from college it. summa cum laude so i was a great summa student. cum laude yeah what's the other laude there's another magna one? that's magna. summa is the highest one obviously i didn't get to that level <laughs> i don't even know what they're i made only two i made all a's and only two b's in all of college i got a c in nutrition my SAT scores were shit, so, you know. Some people aren't good testers. I'm not a good I'm not tester. A good, I, I don't test well. But I just kind of became an overachiever. I joined all the clubs. I played three sports year-round. Even in college, I was president of my school, uh, and I just channeled everything into... I knew things at home weren't great, so I was just like, how do I become successful? How do I make people like me? But it, I didn't want, I wasn't doing it just to be liked. It was just like, okay, this other part of my life is really hard. So where can I find happiness? Where can I find success? Right. And that was at school. But through all this, through all this dysfunction with your family and you're 12 years old and you're not getting enough attention, on top of it, 
what age were you starting to feel like uh, I'm, not, I'm looking at a girl and that's kind of right to me it, it was a long it had, time it, it had to be early because you're born with it Ish. right yeah for sure it's 100 yeah, percent genetic exactly what, what what do you think about what do you say to people who think no you can make a choice i want them to watch rupaul's track race and think that these you think these guys <laughs> just cho- one day chose to no it's, it's like unbelievable who you are. right it's who you are yeah, exactly and that's you know and the more people can embrace who people really are the happier we'll all be i mean i can look back in hindsight and pinpoint a thousand things what was, like, the, what was the one of the first things you remember I mean, gosh, at five, like chasing girls with the boys, I was. And you didn't want the boys. I didn't want the boys, but I wanted to chase the girls with the boys. That's what you did, and um, you picked on the girls. <laughs> and girls had it real hard, even from the start. Yeah. That's how boys. Show they show their they affection. Like. Yeah. They pick on you. They're like you're ugly. And the- I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you're ugly. You're ugly. I need you. I, need I really you. love you. <laughs> I really adore but you. But I'm too young to know what this means. Oh, you're the ugliest thing ever. Your eyes are beautiful. <laughs> That's what women have to deal with since the age of they five. They still have to deal with I it. I know. So, and, right. Yeah, and I played tons of sports. I, w- I always wanted to I wanted to be on this. You know how uh, when you play soccer, they're like, you guys are shirts and you're skins. And I wanted to be on the skin. <laughs> I always wanted to take my shirt off. Because even Cause you can't be naked. You can't be naked. But, but you I wanted to be. I really wanted to take my I, shirt I, off. I, <laughs> I was I, like, for the love of God, please. let me take my shirt off. I need off. to show my tits. <laughs> That's that's the that's the opposite of me. I, I had no armpit hair as a junior in high school. I was like, nope, I'm shirts or I'm out. No one could see that I don't have puberty yet. I was dying to take my shirt off. Really? Were you a flasher? Were you at home showing no. your tits to your family or anything? <laughs> Mom, look! Just walking around in boxers and all tits. No, I think. But yeah, you talked about manners. You had manners. So had you manners. So you yeah. probably didn't fart or burp or anything. Oh, God, I did that. But I mean manners in public. <laughs> manners in public as far as the what utensils to use and right. putting your napkin in your lap, all that. Holding doors for people. You know how to where the utensils go. You're, I do. That's embedded. I was a, I was a debutante. So mm. I have all that. I had to go to Cotillion. I have a very, I have a dual side to me as well of like I grew up uh, with this debutante manners cotillion side and then my dad was like let's go eat chicken wings and watch nascar can you chew tobacco oh god no i the, i don't even want to though it's so disgusting it's pretty to disgusting me. you do it don't you no you don't no i, I hadn't done it in many many years when okay. i was young i tried it and i, I put a dip a, it's called a dip uh-huh. a kodiak in my lip and it was just too much and i swallowed some juice and i threw up all night and I never wanted again well good rob you ever uh, <clears throat> dipped no you it, never did you ever smoke a cigarette Smoked a cigarette, yeah. You still smoke? No. You smoker? Nope. Any pot? Mm, nope. Nothing. So you really just to kind of you get drunk? Uh, not often. Rob's I'm perfect. I like a beer or two. Rob's. Rob's perfect. perfect. You you drink when you have a kid? You don't really drink anymore. Well, you, sure you, you wake up at name seven a.m. Oh, have you met true. Liz Carey? <laughs> She's a good friend of ours. We she love does. Liz. But we love Liz. We I'm just love saying Liz. she'll she'll get you know she'll give a a, a babysitter to the kid. Yeah, yeah she's, she's not going to watch the kid. She's responsible. she's responsible, mom. I'm just saying, but she still is able to have a good time. They're yeah. a little bit older too. They can take That's care true. of themselves. Yeah, the morning. child's older. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did you? Oh, I you said I drink. I drink. I'm not a big drinker, but I <laughs> you I get drink. tipsy. I get tipsy. Yeah, you get your tips on. <laughs> 
Tips and tits on. <laughs> tips and tits out. Tips, tips and on, tits. Tips out. Um, so when did you, was it oh, hard you, to approach your parents about like, hey. Oh yeah, you asked me when I knew about the lady thing. Yeah, and when was your first kiss? Um, mine was Meredith Kramer. Oh. I think old, Meredith Kramer. Good old Meredith. I remember yeah, Meredith. She didn't like it. She didn't? Oh, she never asked for another one. Oh, okay. So I well, she, she was exploring her options. Maybe. I um I did not really date anyone uh, hardly at all in high school or college. I was just sort of asexual because I didn't know why guys weren't interested in me and I didn't know why I didn't think of them as more than like Friends my soccer or, buddies or right. whoever. Um you don't realize that as men and women who are straight you put out a you put out a thing, you know? There's a thing that, I don't know what you call that. Is that the pheromones or whatever? Maybe. And yeah. so I think when you're straight, you're something about you is putting out something to the other person. Like, and hey. you didn't put much out to anybody. No, I didn't. And the guys didn't feel that pull towards me. So, I, you know, as a kid, you just think, oh, no one likes me. Like, Ugh. guys don't like me. And you don't know why you're getting rejected. And you were feeling this through high school, through college. Yeah, I just felt like, God, nobody. Because I'm not putting my attention towards women because I don't really know what it is because I am from small town south. There was no out people. Like the couple of gay people in my hometown were married to the person of the opposite sex. And I remember thinking, well, that seems odd. odd." But it was life. And, you know, the internet wasn't really into play until I was in college and there was no YouTube. I couldn't like access to gay You had no knowledge. Yeah. You had no real like I knew what gay was, yeah. but I was like, it's not but something it was looked, I understand. It was frowned upon probably, yeah. especially where you were from where I was from in southern well, Indiana. Well, people just didn't talk about they it. just didn't talk about it. So. It wasn't like people were like, I hate queers. They just didn't talk about it. So I knew what gay was. I didn't know what it was in terms of me. And so I, it wasn't like I was less. I definitely had friends, women friends, who I was too intense about. I'd get really upset when they would meet a guy or go on a date. Wow, but I, I can understand and, that. And I just assumed it was like, oh, that's she's my best friend, and like I just assumed I was so. In, you got your hopes up for something that yeah, just wasn't going to happen, and exactly. it, it kind of upset you. Yeah, so I had some. I had a couple of intense friendships where I'm you, sure did you lose friendships because of it. Uh, we always were cool, but there were moments I'm, on their part where it was like, "Whoa, like what? Calm down!" But no one's like, "You're gay." Stop being a homosexual towards me. <laughs> did, they, did you ever make a pass at anyone? No, I didn't. Because I, I know you didn't have the confidence, but I'm thinking maybe yeah. you were drunk one night in college no, and no. your friend Marie's looking good and you're like, no, you're gay. You just no, don't know it. Never had the confidence to do that. I just sort of, again, I think from what I experienced with my parents, I took whatever anyone was willing to give me, love-wise. If, the, if it was a arm graze... There take you it. go. I'll take it. If it was uh, just we'll, we'll hang out and go to the movies, I'll take it. So I didn't have enough in me from experience to say, no, I deserve more than this. I've got to find this in the right place. I just did. I was too young to know any better. So you just take what you get. And that's incredible. Like incredibly sad. Yeah. It's, it's ha- sad because I think that happens not only to. Gay people, but people in general, they just, yeah. they, they don't, for some reason they can't have that, they can't find that connection. They mm-hmm. can't, they don't know how to do it and they end up 
I mean, even I find myself alone at night going, even though there's it's different. Yeah. I'm just like, but I'm it's a different thing. It's like I'm alone with myself at times. Right. Like, what is it that I feel so alone? But for you, it was just like I you wanted it's, the affection. You wanted the I wanted it. You I just, just didn't, didn't know, know how to get I it. I didn't know how to get it. And so I think a lot of you know, when some people are like, Why do gay people get all worked up about things? I think they a lot of us it, it's different now i think in the the youth that are coming up because more people are like at 12 i'm gay gender's fluid whatever but for a lot of us coming up earlier it was you just grew up with a lot of no's a lot of like nope nope no thank you and so there have been plenty of gay people who've overcome that and have you know so many gay people have very happy lives and there are other gay people who have not been able to dust that off. You know, alcoholism becomes overbearing parents, more rampant, concert, yeah. that, that self-loathing. But in, I mean, and that is not uh, obviously just the gay community. Everyone it deals with their, with certain demons or, or diseases. And, um, but I do, I do see it affect certain gay people in that being told no, even if it's not verbal, just the act of no one's, wants you it's tough and it takes a little while to shake that off so i went through high school and college with just sort of nothing i but i again i threw everything into work into school into so you were you were hiding behind work yes you were hiding behind it is the only place i could succeed it's the only place i had any control People don't know what it's like. Like my friend Chris, he's African American. Mm-hmm. I couldn't possibly understand what it was like. It is like to be African American mm-hmm. to walk down the street and people look at you a different way. Yeah, or Hispanic, or minorities in general, or being gay. Mm-hmm. There's just something that straight people or white people they just you don't get it. You'll never understand that feeling that you're being looked at differently, that you're being perceived differently, that mm-hmm. you can't be so. And and for many years, especially being gay, I couldn't imagine going through high school, especially where I was from. Everybody's like, "You're gay. You're a fag. You're yeah. you know." And people joke around, but they don't know what kind of that that does to people. Yeah. Especially when I couldn't imagine all these things happening and then going, "I actually am." I remember they called me Rosie Palm because Rosenbaum, Rosie. Oh, right. So Rosie Palm, I was like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You jerk off, I guess, or whatever. Oh, gotcha. And I'm like, you're gay. And I'm like, I remember thinking, am I gay? Uh-huh. Am I gay? I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I used to, in fact, I thought there was a part of my time in my life where I thought, I think I asked my dad and he wouldn't give me a direct answer. He just said, oh, it's when two men bump weenies. <laughs> I go, what? Hey, that's pretty Just pretty we- good explanation. Wiener, weenie bumping? That's all there is. That doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> two two wieners just... Just wieners touching? Head to head? Okay. <laughs> just, just popping each other? Sign me up. That's not, why are people <laughs> frowning on weenie bumping? That's not, that doesn't sound too bad to me. Weenie bumping. Rob, you ever hear of weenie bumping? Yeah, I've heard of Winnie Bumpin'. I've heard of it, yeah. but I don't partake. I don't partake. So when was the moment? Because I, it is a happy ending. Because obviously, yeah, I look for at, sure. But when, when, what age did you finally meet somebody who's like, "Hey, I'm attracted to you"? Yeah. Well, I will say things are better. So it is it, the journey's evolving for everyone. Oh yeah, things are better in general. Like yeah, yeah they and, are evolving. But but if anyone that can, it has a hard time understanding why. You hear a lot of outrage on Twitter, like gay people are so sensitive. It stems from that all those years. All those years. Sure. So that if that can help in any way, understand that's where that comes from. I think from. that's with anything, right? Yeah. It's the same thing as like, okay, we have a black president now. Everything's 
It's like, yeah, but we were. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the civil rights movement <laughs> that was only 50 years ago? Yeah. There's, I mean, you just don't, so again, take, you don't it understand. Take, it's it takes education. A, it takes a minute. Yeah, you, know? you just have to be a little bit more, what's the word? Uh, understanding. Know, empathetic or sympathetic. Yeah, exactly. Um, after college, I moved to Spain for a year, and it was, um, I was by myself a lot. It was a year of reflection. I didn't have the pressures anymore of, like, society, because I was very alone. I didn't know many people there. And I didn't, I still didn't kiss any woman or anything but it let me sort of let go of the expectations of people my family and once I got back from Spain I moved to LA to work for this actress and I, I remember being in LA I'm starting to see gay people around and like nobody gives a shit people are holding hands was that fun uh, yeah but but I was like it's funny when someone's in the closet and that either they don't know or they're intentionally in the closet they get a little homophobic. So I would get kind of nervous around, especially the lesbians. I'd be like, I can't be friends with her. She'll figure me out. But I'm not saying to this to myself consciously. It's all subconscious. Right. So you don't know what you're doing. And um, I just remember being nervous in West Hollywood. It was a lot. It's a lot for someone. What year is this? This was like 2003, four. And and I remember seeing a gay pride parade on the local access channel and being like, huh, interesting. And I started to be like get drawn like drawn in, drawn a, little in a little bit. And then the big kicker was the first season of the L Word came out, and it was oh, like yeah. super hot chicks. I live with the bang. girl who was one of the leads on that show. We oh li- yeah, we lived together. Yeah, they were like banging everywhere, but then some of them were having like nice normal lives. So to like see, was this the first time where I mean, obviously, you, you before that there was the internet and porn and stuff. Yeah. And you could watch gay porn. Would you do that? No, you no. weren't. You weren't. Yeah, you don't seem like somebody who'd watch a lot of porn. No, I didn't watch it. I wasn't really curious about that part of it. The sex part of it, you become more intrigued later. I wanted to see normal gay people. I was like, what do two women that are just normal? What does their lives look like? And in the first few seasons of The L Word, it showed that. It become it became yeah. salacious later on. But sure. in the beginning, I was like, look at these women. They're real. They're real. They have professional jobs. They're in healthy relationships. They've got a cute lesbian coffee shop. They're all hanging out at. That appealed to me. Yeah. It's also educating. Yeah. And it made a world of difference. And I, that honestly it was what sort of led me out of my fog and that i wasn't scared of it as much anymore this is when craigslist was a th- really popular is before the guy murdered people on craigslist <laughs> craig or <laughs> craig before craig started murdering craig started murdering people and it became a real downer but you could meet people then it was and like that's when you started to do it you said fuck it did you have a friend I you went could confide the... in and you were like, hey, No, I didn't tell anyone. All alone still. All alone still. At, at, let's see, you're, you're 20, born 84 years 24, old. 24, 25. Yeah. I went on a couple of blind dates. Three. Were yet. you nervous as fuck? Oh, terrified. Had, had you not kissed a girl at this not point? Not kissed a girl. You're 24, 25, and you still haven't kissed yep, a girl. Still and all three of those dates were awful. And I couldn't have gotten out of there fast. And no kisses on any of them. No, because I wasn't. There was no chemistry. Well, what was the it first? It turns one? out that both of you being women and lesbians isn't enough 
to have a connection. It's called chemistry. That's it doesn't matter. I just was like, I just gotta find a lesbian like, and kiss her. Yeah, you're well, there are times that you're having dinner, you're like, I do not want to F this person. Yeah, for sure. You know, then you realize that, oh, well, this is just like straight people. You still gotta find someone that you're compatible with. All of this sounds very naive, but it's just my journey. <laughs> I don't know. I guess right. that was And at the so same cool. time you're starting stand up comedy. Well, so finally in 2005, I, by what I tell this in my stand-up, I was watching a Lifetime movie, <laughs> and it was a, a a movie about a young girl in high school realizing that she was a lesbian, and I watched this girl's journey for an hour and a half. I guess, you know, these movies do mean something to people, and uh, at the end of that movie, I, I, for the first time in my life, was like, oh my God, I'm gay. It came to me like a, a ton lifetime of movie in two thousand four or five uh-huh. made you realize, yeah, all those chasing girls at a young age, going through high mm-hmm. school, getting mad in college when your friend was talking to a yeah. boy and being enraged. It was all you underneath. You didn't know then. It was all underneath. All underneath. But it kind of sur- it surfaced it, during this lifetime. Totally movie. went. It was like a volcano. Like <laughs> Rob, maybe you and I should both find this movie. <laughs> And make sure you become a lesbian. Make sure we're not lesbians, or yeah. or be happy with it. But then after that, I started. I had still not kissed a girl, but I knew I was gay, and I told you, my you, parents. What they say? My mom was. Just, I told her at a Chinese restaurant. I was like, I "Did gotta, you tell her in Chinese?" <laughs> had her open her a fortune cookie, and it said, <laughs> "What's I'm your gay. fortune? Your daughter will be telling you she's gay." I'm gay. <laughs> Um, she was just very quiet. She just listened to me. Uh huh. It was more of just like, are you sure? And I think for parents, it's more of like, everything I wanted for you or imagined for you is not going to be the same. So they, your parents have to adjust their vision, their hopes. But a lot of parents who genuinely love their kids and want the best for them and still accept them for who they are. It's more of just, I don't want your life to be harder for you than it has to be. I think that's where a lot of fears come from. Right. And then you're like, okay, mom, I changed my mind. I like, I like men again. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. And uh, my dad was just like, oh, you're my daughter. Uh, you're my daughter. I love you. You're my daughter. Did he, he, didn't, he didn't know what to say. <laughs> Did he, don't call me daughter. <laughs> Did, stop calling me daughter. Well, my mom was nearby. She's like, Mike, she knows she's your daughter. <laughs> She's telling you she's gay. She's your gay daughter. Just deal with it. Did he cry? Did they, no, I, I think, no? but no, we just had a real moment. It was just like, okay, you know, we were talking like was adults. Was it hard for you? I The the lead up was hard, but in the moment it was okay. But they love me. No, I've never had any. That's why I say my parents have evolved a lot too. We're all very close now. They they could not be more accepting. My mom is actually a big gay advocate now. Oh, that's awesome. She is the president of my hometown P flag, which is like really? the parent organization. Did you deal with a lot of hate, like, you know, no. queers, this? You never really heard a lot of it? I have been to events where there's a lot of people outside with signs that are like, hate fags and you're going to hell. Like, you see that a lot of places. But me personally, I've been fairly lucky because you mentioned stand up. Uh, the year I started stand-up was right around when I... I came out a year before I started stand-up. So by the time I started stand-up, I was out. So I've never done stand-up in the closet. I've so always, you're always been make, out. you were making jokes right out of the closet. Right out of the bat, yeah. And it, But it almost... It's kind of neat that they came at the same time because 
coming out and realize I was gay was like a huge weight lifted off my shoulder. Like I was always a happy person. I've always been a very positive person, but I tell you, it was like, like the floodgates opened on positivity. Said, Fuck it! Life was never been better because I was like, finally. So you've finally. only really been enjoying life for the last fourteen. Yeah, years. everything else before that was a blur. Kind of right. It's like this is who you are. Well, at least, now, yeah, um, yeah. There's a just a peace. There's a peace yeah. in it. Just to like, oh, I can breathe. I know who I am. And so starting stand up at the same time was kind of this beautiful crossroads of like these two things intermingling at the same time. Like I finally know who I am and I'm starting stand up where I tell people who I am. Yeah. So it was a cool thing to start those journeys together. And last comic standing mm-hmm. was like a big thing for you. Yeah, that was my first TV thing because I had been. Doing, I started at the Groundlings and stand up right around 2005. But it took you years to really get going. Yeah, because I would do tons of shows locally uh, around town. People knew who I was because I was. It, it was always at the Groundlings or always at the comedy store. Right. But I just no one knew what to do with me. The industry was just like we don't. Well, did you get, get a lot it. of laughs always? Yep. Did I, you ever like not? Were you ever like going? I love this, but I'm just not good at it right now. I need to get better. Oh, yeah, for sure. I had a lot to learn. I still am trying to get better. I mean, it's a journey, and uh, I I know a lot more now. Like, I tested twice for SNL back in 2009 and 2010, but if I – and I obviously didn't get it. But what I learned by being in the Sunday Company just a year or two years later, I, I w- I'm a different performer. Right. If I had tested maybe two years later, it could have been a whole different ball game. But it wasn't meant to be. You know, it wasn't that journey wasn't supposed to be mine. So I always just trust. I trust my path. Yeah, and I trust. It's, it's hard to like. It's hard to trust the path unless you know what path that really is, right? Yeah, but because you can I'm never still, know. I, I guess you can never know. I mean, fate. I always say the hand of fate will take you wherever it wants. Uh-huh. You know, because I feel that way. It's like I've done all these different things in my life, and I'm always trying to find purpose and like, yeah. what's going to make me happy, and what what am I going to just. And I think that those, you're right, it changes. Things uh-huh. change and you yeah. get pulled into a different direction. Mm-hmm. And even though some people are like, what are you doing? You're good at this. Don't be doing that. You're yeah. pretty good at that. <laughs> but don't don't not do that. Even my business manager's like, it's like, hey, you got to get a show here. Got to get you on the TV again. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be on the TV doing that again. You're like, God, thanks I, for the pressure, I man. Mean, it, exactly. There's a lot of pressure that you just have to, it has to be, It's again, it's your journey. Yeah. So I say, hey, with all due respect, Mark, fuck off. Yeah. I love you. Fuck off. This is my journey. And if I'm not making enough money for you to keep me, then I'll save whatever I'm making on having it, whatever. And, he, and, yeah. he, and, we, and we, he's a great guy. Yeah. But like, you have to go on your journey. You have to do what you yeah. want to do. And you have to be open, you know, open to things and, and explore. Explore. Maybe things will come your way that you weren't expecting or like you didn't see yourself doing that type of thing. And I don't know, just be opening, uh, open to, changes and whatever that is so i don't know i try to just work really hard and how hard do you work what's your work i think i work a lot like wake up at what time uh seven and what do you do at seven i coffee 
breakfast. News. I'm trying to walk my dogs right now to right. just be healthier myself. <laughs> it's hard to do that. <laughs> it's hard. I, I'm doing it like every other day right now. Yeah. I have an assistant. Um, she doesn't even want to walk the dogs. I'm like, I pay you. Can't you walk the she's fucking like, dogs? She's like, find somebody else. You live on a steep hill, though. Yeah, it is a steep hill, but it's not that steep. I walk There's up. no sidewalk. Yeah, it's dangerous. All right, you can't big dogs. <laughs> Uh, then I'm usually on the I'm usually on my email first thing in the morning. I'm trying to just because I don't have an assistant. I'm not I'm not as fan, fancy as you. I'm not fancy. Here's the deal. I I think with me is I don't have a partner. Uh-huh. I um I travel a lot. Yeah, you can't have dogs without having someone watch the dogs, and True. I want someone who loves them unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Jess also takes care of me. It's like you know I don't have a girlfriend or a wife, so you know when I'm sick, she's she helps me. When I need to go to the doctor, when I had yeah. neck surgery, she takes me there. She stayed That's an nice. extra couple of days. She stays when I'm gone for doing a show for three weeks. Yeah. So I'm gone. And like there's she's like family and I yeah. trust her. That's awesome. And it's like someone I, I've never trusted someone like this in my life. So that's to me, awesome. it's like I'm I'm not paying her. She's my assistant. She's just like I like to surround myself with people that are family that I trust. That I know yeah. that I can go sleep on Rob's couch, right? Rob? You can come sleep on our couch. I could say I feel like I could sleep on Rob's couch. Yeah, that's We great. love each other. We talk to each other like we're brothers. We're I like, love fuck that. you, dude. I don't like how you talk to me. I, what do you mean you don't like how I talk to you? I was just telling you to do this. I know, but I got a lot of shit on my plate. You know, and, uh, and and you're cool. Yeah, um, Rob. Do you know what your uh, your uh, your uh, what's the word journey? You know where it's going. I have no idea. Do you, do you want to do like you know, Rob? Rob, this wouldn't be. I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for Rob. Oh it's yeah, like, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, eh. It's like you're good with people. You should do it. So it's start, per- it's perfect for you. It is. It, well, it's become. It's evolved. We've evolved. So yeah. I thank you that for Rob for getting me to do it. But um, you know, and then things evolved for Rob. So now he's doing another podcast. My other friend's podcast. Who's that's kicking ass. Dax Dax Shepard. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's fantastic. So he's producing that. So Rob's career is really taking off now. You know, Rob could probably make a really good career out of just doing my podcast and Dax's. Yeah. For the you know, and and then be happy. But he's always thinking about. I things. love Dax. He's Dax so is the cool. best. And Kristen's the best. They're both on the show. And I did um, growlings with Dax's sister. Carly. Oh, she's Carly. Plays yeah. softball with us every weekend. Yeah, she's 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 great. a wonderful. I haven't seen her in a long yurt, time. Good old Yurt, her husband or yeah. boyfriend. Yurt. I haven't seen Carly in a, a number of years. I hate that I haven't seen her, but she's so funny. Yeah, she's great. She just texted me. She did just well, now. Tell her I said let's, let's hi. Read it. What does it say? <laughs> She's talking about armchair expert shirts. I don't think we. So uh. <laughs> where 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 do you where do you see yourself? Do you want to do like? Uh, do you want to do more Netflix? Like, have you done a Netflix special? I've done a half hour special. You did a half hour special. You want to do an hour? Though, I would love you? to do an hour. I feel like no one considers you like a legit stand up until you've done an hour. I've done two half hours. I've got one on Comedy Central from several years ago, and then that the stand ups. It was a half hour. But I would love to do an hour. I'm close. I've got about like 45 minutes right now. Solid shit. Yeah, but I need like, I need to definitely get that last 15 really strong. And then you just got to find the. So that's what you're you're working on every day. Yeah, but it's hard because I'm doing. You're doing stand up. I spread myself pretty thin uh, sometimes because I love acting. I really, really want to do more acting. And it's become, I think, come to the forefront for me. Like, but again, I'm a very specific type. I'm not going to just book roles all the time because, you know, people aren't always like, hey, where's that fat lesbian with a southern accent? I'm a very specific thing. So acting comes when it comes. And then I've started developing a lot again. I've sold two. Yeah, you mo- sold two TV shows, didn't you? I've sold two scripted TV shows in the past. I just sold a non-scripted TV show 
And then um, I've sold two movies to Steven Spielberg's company, Amblin. Amblin. Yes. Yeah, so Come on. I'm working on those. So you're doing everything. I'm doing everything. So that th- those movie rewrites are very time consuming. So it's hard to write my stand-up when I need to. Right. I'm touring a lot, though. So I'm constantly performing. You I'm make on- a lot of money touring, don't you? Not like not like the guys make. Not like now, what's uh, that about? Bert, like, Bert and Chris. Do you and think? Do Theo. you? Is there some kind of those part of you? Because you're probably friends with a lot of these guys. But deep down, are you kind of like, oh, this is the bro crew? No, these I love are the them. Dudes. They, I love them. They got there's like a click of them. Yeah, I, and I love them too. I, that, you know, it's just different with women. It's different. There aren't most. Explain of, that. Most yeah. of them people going to comedy shows are men. They just are, and so they men tend to tend to gravitate towards men. It's not as many men are saying, I got to go check out these chick stand-ups. It doesn't happen. Right, to right. A lot of the dudes that come to my show are usually coming because their girlfriend or wife. Loves you. Or, well, yeah, one of them. And, and I can always tell the guys will be like crossed arms. You know, you can tell they don't want to be there. But the great thing is that those are the first, those guys are the first ones to come after the show high-fiving me. And they will be like, I didn't know who the fuck you were. I thought my girlfriend was crazy. I didn't want to come. And it's great. I love that. But the goal is that the guys will find me on their own and want to come because my shows aren't a bunch of dykey lesbian jokes. Know, that's what I think people will think. And you know, I was even watching, I mean, I've watched a couple of your shows and it's like, that's exactly what it's not. It's yeah. like, it's I try like, to talk about everything. It's like, hey, it's like my mom texts me. I got to read you this fucking text yeah. of what my mom said. She's like, or the the, the thing where she's like, and, and I was like, oh my God, I do this. Uh-huh. You know, my mom's on Xanax and she's like, do you remember so-and-so? I was like, no. You don't remember so-and-so? No. Yeah. You can't remember so-and-so? Okay, fine. I do whatever. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, shit like that, which is hilarious, which everybody can relate to. So yeah, because I'm, per- I'm a person first. Yeah. Being gay is part of me. But I am a person, so I try to do my stand-up that talks about every aspect of being a person. Some of it is being gay. Some of it is being overweight. Some of it is dealing with family. Some of it's whatever. It's life. It's life. So I hope that as I continue that I I obviously love all the women that come to my show, but I do want men to feel like they can come too. But my point is it's a little easier for male comics to acquire a big fan base and a and a very loyal fan base. Yeah. With women, it t- it just takes longer. Who's your favorite comedian? Love Bill Burr. He's been really good to me, and he was good to me at a time when no one knew who I was, and he was like so awesome. But he's so funny. Yeah. And great. I like and he's you know he's one of those guys. He's been around for a while. He has a lot of respect as he should, and he can talk about things that other people can't. And I love just his brain. He's very smart. And funny. What's female? Um, well, I mean, of course, I, I love Ellen. I do love Ellen. And I haven't watched her special yet because I have been out of town. But I, I draw a lot from her because she's a very positive person who talks about life. And she does not put herself in a box either. Right. Um, so I and I really love that that vibe that she puts out. Um, I also like Jade. No, oh, yeah, Jade. You know Jade? Yeah, I think she's really funny. funny. She's kind of an up-and-comer. She's, uh-huh. But uh, I think she's Aaron really Foley's funny. Aaron Foley's very yeah. funny. She's uh, 
talks about a, a ton of stuff. Michelle Buteau is very funny. Kristen Wiig, I think, is the funniest person on the planet. She, well, she's just she's so not really a stand up. Tal- she's though, right? so talented, but she, she's so talented. She I think, could do anything. I personally think when somebody says who's the funniest person on the planet, I re- always think Kristen Wiig. I have always. On, I have on my vision board from this year and last year that I really. Hope that the universe lets me do a movie with her. God, someday. I would love to work with her. Someday. I wanted to date her years ago. Oh, I'm sure. Like, God, find Krista. She's singing. I think she's married now. But I mean, anyway, yeah, I love. It. She was so. She was so funny. Yeah, and it made her even more beautiful. You yeah. know what I mean? Just when someone's funny, it's just uh, yeah, she's rad. Um, and want- and Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell, but she doesn't do stand-up. I know, but I want to do a movie with her, too. Do you want to do her? No. (laughs) Do you find her attractive? I love her and Dex as a couple. I think she's gorgeous. Have you ever had sex with a man? No, I haven't. Would you ever want to? I'm a gold star. Um, I don't know. That's hard to answer now because I'm because you're with I'm somebody. Taken. But what if? Yeah, let's let's hope that lasts but, forever. But if I were if I weren't with Jax, I'd be riding D's. Oh, you'd a- be S and D's and R and D's. That's riding. I'd go skins. You'd give it a shot if you if that if it ever came down to that. I don't know. I I I'm not one to say like never. No, at no way. I don't know. Maybe I would have. Rob, could you S a D? I think that's, that's just not in your Rob, genes. Rob right? says that's not no. you, you're not attracted. To I don't me. want an S a D. S S a D. Right. You but definitely never want an S a D. I never want an S a D. But you are a D. Because D's. You'd ride one. I'm. You'd ride one. What if? What if you and? It's funny to joke about it, but when I actually like think about it, what you do it is kind of a gross thought. It seems very gross. Is it gross to you? Like it is like to us? Like thinking of messing a D? Is it gross to you? Like I'm not grossed out by men at all. Like everyone just assumes lesbians are like men gross. Well, no, they're single bisexual. But I uh, and I'm definitely not bisexual. Right, right, right. But I have two. um, I've always loved men in, in a. And felt very comfortable with him because I have two older brothers right. and and a, and a dad. So I just, men have always been a part of my world and I'm friends with a lot of men. Have you seen a naked penis? Yeah, I, occasionally. Like, when, what's your first, like, ah, oh, come on. I mean, my the first one I've seen is very gross and it sounds very Southern of me. What happened? I saw my brother's penis. <laughs> Which brother? My oldest brother was, uh, uh, we, our bedrooms were all beside each other. Uh. And when he was in high school, I walked by, we didn't shut our doors when, at night and I walked by his room in the morning Dawn and he had a big bone. He had a big boner. He was asleep. He had a boner going. He saw his naked boner through the box. You know, oh, the, but you didn't see his naked. No, boner. just this shaft part. Yeah. The the it was going through. You know, the boxer flap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I saw it and threw up. <laughs> Did you throw up? I, I, no one wants to see their brother. I saw my mom's breast shaft. once, and I was like, I want to throw up, but they were kind of cool looking. <laughs> I was like, oh, gross. But I was like, oh, but they're still kind of cool. Oh, I'm going to throw up. It's my mom. Oh, oh those are tits. I you were tits. like, a tit's a tit. Yeah, but I was like, oh, my God, I don't want to ever see those again. But they were tits. I've seen some friends' penises. That I don't love the some look of, of a penis. Some of your straight friends will show you a penis? Or gay guys. Yeah. I have a lot of straight female friends, and they used to show me the penises that guys, you know, the dick pics. Right. They'd send, they'd show me the dick pics. I don't like seeing pe- like pics of penises. Well, it's weird because the guys are always taking the pictures from what's the angle? It's like down up, downward dog. Where I don't know. so the the penis looks a lot bigger. Oh yeah, or they sh- yeah. So they you're are. just seeing like the bottom of balls. 
That's the, weird. Yeah, it wasn't great. It, it didn't sell me. And gay men always have immaculate balls, right? They take pretty There's good no care. There's no hairs, no penis hair. Yeah. No butt hair, ball, <laughs> butthole hair. They Rob, take, do you have butthole they, hair? Probably. Yeah, yeah, me too. I have butthole hair. Yeah. But I'll sometimes take an electric razor and I'll shave just the, the, the cheeks a little bit. The You know, the inside oh, the hair. inside Just cheek. a little bit. I'll prop my leg up on the counter and I'll just... <laughs> I, would, uh, I actually know, would love to see you shaving I would, your I would, I would Instagram it if I wouldn't get kicked <laughs> off Instagram or if people would have said, what is he doing? I want to see wearing, you... He's gone crazy. I want to see you one leg up. One leg up. Shaving as your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's hair. It's not my butthole. I don't shave my butthole. I mean, your butt crack. My butt crack. I'll shave it a little if it gets a little too hairy. I can't reach back there. By the way, why do women, and you can't answer this because you're you're a lesbian. I can't speak for women. But like women are really turned off by a flaccid penis. They want it to be hard. I had a, a, you know, know, a girl I was dating and, you know, if like she was going to give me oral pleasure. I don't know why I said oral pleasure (laughs) when I say a beach. A beach. But she was like, I'm not, I'm not giving you head. You're soft right now. I'm like, well, it will get hard. It, oh. she, like for some reason in their mind, they didn't want to see a, a something that was flaccid. A little warm. Well, so wormy. I don't know. Yeah. I, wor- what is it? Wormy. Wormy. So I don't know about wormy. this. Oh. Is that, I don't know about this, obviously, because I've never given a BJ. Is the rule that it needs to be hard first? Is that the norm? I mean, I don't know. Sometimes if you're dating someone a while, it's like, hey, get me going. I'm not just hard immediately when someone okay. walks in. Okay. Well, I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know. I I just, just I in the movies they're always real pointy. When I'm 46, I'm not going to always have a boner. I've told every girl I've dated from this time on. I'll say, Hey, look, I'm 46. I'm not going to give you all you all like. I mean, I'm going to give you all I'm I not, got. I'm going to give you all I got. Uh, but look, sometimes but it's, it's not, not going to be enough. It's and if you there's a song. If oh. your bed just isn't good enough, how could it be good at all? So I don't At know. At least you're up front. With I'm them. up front. Look, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I got 80% uh, boners. Okay. You know, That's there's the gonna first be... thing you say to a girl. Yeah. Do you date, always right? get boners, Rob? I'm pretty consistent. He's, Fortune, shut he's up. Married, he's though. 29. You're 29? I'm 30. Okay. Fortune, do you, yeah. are you always ready to go when Jax is ready to go? I boners. Jax. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a constant 24-7 boner. Are you always horny? No, um, are no. you always ready to go? Does, does, does Jack's the initiator, the instigator? What um, is, no, we, we take turns on. Does she that. ever say I'm not in the mood? Um, yeah, sometimes. Do you ever say I'm not in the mood? Well, I work. I work. Who says too it much. more? Uh, she says it more. She's not in the mood. You're a little but, bit. Yeah, but we're pretty even on that. I, I mean, right. the thing with lesbians that is interesting is you become. You have to really. You become best friends. It's true. Yeah, and it, the. The, the person becomes like your constant companion. So is it hard to stay attracted to the person well, where it's have, not like... You just have to remember to keep the romance because I am more comfortable with Jax than anyone in my whole life. And that can be a... That's a great thing because you want to spend your life with this person. But also, if you're just like... We laugh constantly. During sex? We try not to during sex, but you have to somehow... <laughs> sh- you have to I shift, have. you know, where you're just like farting and joking about things. Sure. To like... I have to hey, fart right now. Hey, baby, you know? I have to fart right now. Yeah. I had to fart for an hour during this and conversation. And it's romantic. Isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, you have to, you have to, like, <laughs> <you> just farted. <laughs> I'm sorry. You asshole. To, well, you said farting, and it just, my my butt just thought, I'm sorry for that. Rob is looking at me like, uh. And they don't smell, though. I deal with this All a lot. All the time. They don't smell, but, but, uh. 
you, but you're so open. I love you. This is like, like there's nothing I could ask you that you don't. You just yeah, don't, like no. you're so forthcoming. But by the way, this happens for straight people. Like, do you ever think you know? Sometimes a girl, you know, your girlfriend's going down on you. Rob Natalie's going down on you. Your wife, who I'm talking about right now. But she's going down on you, and she's thinking, oh, my God, I just want this to get over with. Or you're going down, or I'm going down on a girlfriend, and, you know, I'm just like, oh, blah, 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 and I'm like, ah, just, you know. Oh, thank just, you for that. Will you please, will you please have an orgasm so I can go to bed? <laughs> well, life, all like life that. happens. Life you happens. Know, I'm not always t- turned. You're tired sometimes. No, sometimes I'm just like, you know, you know, praying, like, please stay hard. Please stay awake. Yeah. Please stay away. <laughs> and that happened. I think especially when you're the longer you're with someone, sure. the more you just are like, oh, I can't wait to just get in our bed and go to sleep. Isn't that the number one thing? And the more I think about it, the more I think, like, I'm weird. I'm, I think I'm becoming more of a woman in the sense that I'm like, companionship's more yeah. important. It's about friendship. It's about life. It's about, are you going to be there for me? Yeah. And well, I, I'll be there for you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because sex isn't at number one when I was like in my 20s. Yeah, It's not number one. I have to be attracted. I want to be attracted to you, I guess. But that's that's going to go. Yeah, I know. That's why I tried, I tried to set him up once with a friend of mine. And I knew within five minutes of the meeting it was not going to work. Really? You don't remember that? What you tried to? I, I tried to oh, set me up. Yeah, I tried with to set you up. A couple of when I first it. met you. Oh yeah, I friend. thought she was pretty though. Yeah, but yeah, there was y'all were not right for each other. Wasn't right, <laughs> and I you know I don't want to waste time too. And when friends are friends of other people, I'm yeah. like you know I don't know if I want to go there unless it really is. Their but sp- I don't think I think then you weren't ready for what you're ready for now. Yeah, I think you know guy. It takes guys I think longer to get to that place where companionship is more important because yeah, for men sex is way more important for a good majority of your life yeah and not to say that it's not important for you still but you're finally thinking more in the lines of companionship you've given me a lot to think about fortune i'm pretty smart <laughs> you are pretty smart don't let my southern accent fool you no. i know a lot about straight couples <laughs> I'm sure you do. Well, I watched you guys for a very long time yeah, while you I did. was on you the observed. outside. <laughs> There's something to be said about that. You've observed for a long time. So if any straight people need any uh, relationship advice, let me know. Where can they find you? What's your Instagram and Fortunefeenster.com. And I'm on tour. Boston, Austin, Vancouver. By the way, she's... Tacoma, listen, I'm just, Seattle. She's hilarious. Come you to have to see her. You will really enjoy this show. Everybody who goes and sees her says, "Can you, do you remember when I was like, hey, my friends want to see you. Can you give her tickets? Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. You hear that all the time. You're you're genuinely fun. You're a genuine person. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed being inside of you today. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed it. It felt like you were but I, inside of right? me. Right? I feel like this was just a real treat. I hope you... Did you have fun? I had a great time. I love talking to you. You're That's why I'm glad you're doing this podcast because you're very easy to talk to. Well, thank you. And and you know a lot. You're you're friends with I feel like everyone. Yeah, I don't know um, if they're friends with me, but uh, <laughs> but you're I'm... very personable. So sitting down with you, I feel like we've been talking for like five minutes. Did you enjoy this? I did. She's great. He, she yeah. We've always Rob, keep, to... Rob keeps it very close to the vest. He doesn't really let you know where he, where you stand with him. I'm gonna give you a little insight. Yeah. On one podcast with Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Rob revealed that he doesn't necessarily love himself. Oh, Rob. Along with Jennifer and myself, we don't love ourselves as much as we should. Yeah. And we're working on Everyone's work. I don't, anyone that loves themselves like a ton, you're kind of like, what's wrong with you? But listen, we the goal is to feel good about yourself. And make other people feel good too. Yeah. 
It doesn't, How about being a good human being? It doesn't need to be all about us. No. All the time. Love ourselves and love others. Can I call you if I ever need you? I would love for you to. I would. I hope you will. I will. And um, what's your, what's your we, number? We gotta. No, I, gotta, no, I have it. I, we gotta hang out. Michael's. We do. Michael's like the mayor of getting people together and hanging out. But I was on the. I was on tour. Yeah, you a were gone a lot. Last, I flew one hundred fifty thousand miles last year. Oh my god! So it was crazy. You're gonna listen. You're this gonna, year's not as. I don't think me neither. I, I calmed down a little. I don't have that many cities, but I do have a karaoke room downstairs, uh, and you're coming to that with jacks, and we're gonna have a big yeah. lesbian straight fa- fuck uh, fest. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. We're not. Well, I'm going to sing some Journey. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right. Thanks for allowing me to be inside. I appreciate you. I love you. You're always welcome Thank here. Thank you, Michael. And uh, guys, uh, check her out. For, what is it? Fortunefeemster.com. That's easy. Trust me. You're going to laugh. You're, sh- you're, you're, you're shit off. You're shit off. <laughs> Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.